This is your Bruins postgame recap brought to you by the Fans First Sports Network and the Big Bad Bees Podcast Network. I'm Jake Reiser. It's Thursday, April 6th. Welcome back after a little bit of a break. The Bruins certainly needed it. I certainly needed it. I've been feeling a little under the weather the last couple of days. The Bruins are chasing history with only so many games left in their season. The Bruins are still on the hunt for the league's record wins in a single season. Coming into this game with 60, taking on a Toronto Maple Leafs team who has already locked in their playoff matchup for the postseason. They will be playing the Tampa Bay Lightning. And at this point, it looks like they're going to be the hosts for the first round. So that's going to be very fun to watch. But with teams still playing for points with teams still playing to establish good habits going into the playoffs. We knew that this was going to be a tough one for Boston. Jeremy Swayman getting the start in net for the Bruins. Patrice Bergeron back in the lineup. David Krejci not back in the lineup. Charlie McAvoy back in the lineup, but also out of the lineup. We'll talk about that in a little bit. The Bruins come out victorious 2-1 in overtime to get their 61st win of the season. One shy of the record, two, uh, I mean, of tying the record at the very least, two shy of having the record be their own. And this was quite the playoff atmosphere game. The Bruins had a really dominant first. They give up the first goal in the second period to Sam Lafferty. Um, frankly, a play that they deserve to. Toronto really put the pedal to the metal in the second period. And the Bruins do what they do. They put the pedal on in the third. Charlie Coyle with the game timer on a nice keep from Brandon Carlo at the blue line. Just like a bunny hop. Somehow kept the puck inside the blue line. And it was confirmed on the camera. It just stayed in. And Charlie Coyle with a great shot past Ilya Samsonov to tie the game at one. We go to overtime. The Bruins go on the power play. The Bruins would be possibly shorthanded. There was a face-off violation called on Pavel Zaka that upon a review, at least on Nesson, frankly, should have gone against David Kampf. And very luckily for the Bruins, the referees conferred, got together. They took the penalty off the board at the very least. And after the power play expired in that little vulnerable minute, David Pasternak does what David Pasternak does. A beautiful one-timer to seal the Bruins' 61st win of the season. I talked actually a little bit about this with my dad, who I happened to be watching the game with. He walked into my room for the overtime period. Um, David Postonok's one-timer is so unique. It's not just a grip it and rip it clapper. It's kind of like a modified wrist shot that he takes so quickly. I remember a couple of years ago him working on this, and that's when his one-timer and his scoring just got even more prolific than it already was. The kind of modification he has to not only shoot the puck hard and quick, but to shoot it accurately that his one-timer is far side every time is so beautiful. 57th goal of the season. Just an incredible season for him. Finally, one that he's absolutely deserved between an injury in the 2018-19 season, cutting off what could have been an, uh, a 50-goal, 100-point season for him. The COVID season then cutting off a 50-point, 100-game season for him. Last year being a shortened season, which was weird. This year being the first full season post-COVID, he has taken off 
again. And us as Bruins fans are very, very lucky. What we have to hope for that hopefully isn't too unlucky is Charlie McAvoy. Took an awkward hit kind of from Patrice Bergeron in the second period. Didn't come back. Was ruled out with an upper body injury um, at the start of the third period for the rest of the game. You just really hope that McAvoy is okay because you know how pivotal he is to this Bruins lineup. Definitely an injury scare. I I know that um, Nesson also said that Hathaway maybe got a little bit in like knee on shin or something like that. So we're hoping it's not too, too, too serious. Um, it sounds like it's just precautionary. I'm actually taking a quick look at Twitter right now. As I'm recording this, Jim Montgomery says that Charlie McAvoy was held out for precautionary reasons, and he didn't believe it was anything too serious. So I go from not knowing before I start this phrase that I'm really scared for McAvoy to a sigh of relief. The Bruins need everybody to stay healthy. They continue to get healthy. One of the storylines we've got going into the rest of the season is Taylor Hall is apparently almost ready to go. I don't know how and when and where they're going to fit him into this lineup. It would be great for him to get some reps before going into the playoffs. You want him to be at least a little bit seasoned. I don't want a rusty player going into the playoffs. So any chance you can uh, to get him into the lineup, if you can somehow fit it in, it's going to be really weird and really tight. I highly suggest you do it. I guess McAvoy can now be the odd guy out, use some rest for a little bit if he needs the time to recuperate. Zaboral did it, has done a decent job over the last couple of games stepping up when necessary, but definitely get Taylor Hall in there. I don't know what the update with Nick Foligno is, so I don't know whether he's going to be playoff ready, playoff eligible, but to have Taylor Hall pretty much close to ready to go is just stupendous. So that is going to be an immense bottom six when that's on, it's an immense lineup when Taylor Hall comes back in. Think of it. Uh, Marshawn, Bergeron, DeBrusque on your top line. Zaka, Krejci, Pasternak as your second line. Hall, Coyle, Bertuzzi probably as your third line. Frederick, Nosek, Hathaway? Lauko? Greer? You've got a lot of depth in that forward core once Taylor Hall is healthy. And the I know we all complained and griped at the... Um, Stanley Cup by the Tampa Bay Lightning, where Nikita Kucherov was out for most of the season on LTIR and came back at the very beginning of the playoffs, and they went on to win the Stanley Cup. So we all griped about it. I completely understand if opposing fans want to gripe about this, that he's been held off on LTIR, and he's probably going to be able to get activated sooner rather than later. I'm sure fans would have less of a gripe, quote-unquote, if he were activated before the playoffs. But even still, you know, the rules are the rules. Is it a shitty thing to do? I guess, yeah. I don't know if it necessarily makes us any better than Tampa, but when the rules are the rules, you can play them how you want, and it's going to certainly, hopefully, work in the Bruins' favor to have a healthy Taylor Hall going into the playoffs. Those are still a little bit of ways away, though, as the next game up for the Boston Bruins is a Saturday evening nationally televised game against the red-hot New Jersey Devils who are chasing down the Metropolitan crown, only one point shy of the Carolina Hurricanes, and who put down an absolute beating on the Columbus Blue Jackets tonight, 8-1. to one. That is going to be quite the matchup. I'm guessing Linus Ulmark will be in net for the Bruins. That is going to be fun, and I highly advise you structure your Saturday nights to be able to watch it. But the most important result 
was a Bruins 2-1 overtime victory to continue their historic season. This has been your Bruins Post Game Recap brought to you by the Fans First Sports Network and the Big Bad Bees Podcast Network. I'm Jake Reiser. We'll see you Saturday night after the Devils game. Mm-hmm.